0: All right, Boca Podcast listeners, we're back for another episode Yay. here at the United Conference. Yay. And I'm here with my friend Petronella Lugamwa. Yay. Uh Hi. who yeah, hello. And Hi. thank you for being here. <laughs> I, I love I love being able to actually interview friends. Um, and I can definitely mm-hmm. call you a friend, and I appreciate that. I love the fact that we actually get a chance to connect in person, because a lot of our conversations we've had on the phone or virtually in some mm-hmm. form. So it's actually nice to sit down face-to-face and have a conversation. We're here at the United Conference, and uh, we're here. We're actually sitting in beautiful Phoenix, or just outside of Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona I guess. It's like,
1: what's the temperature? It's really nice.
0: Like 75, maybe? Yeah. No humidity, beautiful blue sky. And, 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 and a, uh,
1: a nice breeze. It's
0: beautiful. It's incredible. I literally stepped outside today just to soak in the the sun and the heat. I love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. So we're enjoying this here. We had Petronella on the podcast back in episode 31. Wow. Like, you were cool enough to actually... Come and do something that was just a brand new project at the time, and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We were at, we inspire, were at inspire, inspire, yeah, yeah, and
1: in the dead of winter, I think, right?
0: And I think we just kind of on Rhode the spot, Island. I was like, hey, let's do a podcast yes! interview. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It was so real. I was like, what? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you totally made it work. And we actually, we talked really specifically about creating a clear brand position. So, Mm -hmm. and, and it's a very interesting topic because you're one of the few photographers that I know that has such a distinct brand position. And I think it's a great example for all of us. And so for those of you listening in, if you haven't heard episode 31, please make sure you go back. You get a chance to get to know Petronella's story a little bit, which is really fascinating in and of itself. Thank Um, you. (laughs) But then also hear a a little bit about this idea of creating a clear brand position. It's something we talk a lot about here on the podcast. But again, very few times that I actually hear from a photographer something that's truly unique. And you've done a, a like just a, an amazing job of not only coming up with a brand position that, rep, that represents so much of who you are, mm. your backstory, but then also something that's truly distinct and Thank sets you. you apart from other photographers. So major that. props to you for that. Uh, thanks. So, again, for those of you listening in, and we'll link to this in the show notes, if you go to Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H Podcast dot com, we'll link to that episode in the show notes. But let's just jump right into it. They're going to get to know you a little bit on that episode. I'm curious. (laughs) And we've had some really fascinating and challenging conversations over Mm -hmm. the last year or two. Mm Mm-hmm you're quite the intellectual, quite the, the, um, and the internal processor too. And I think, I think that like you and I can relate very much on that level. Like we're, we're both thinkers. Like we, we think about things and we process and we analyze. Yes. Yeah. So we've had some interesting conversations Mm -hmm. as a result, but talk to me about a book or maybe two or three books. If, if those come to mind that have been Mm. particularly impactful, whether it's recently or just over time, and this could be business books or, or the self-help books or really any kind of book. What's one that comes to mind for you?
1: OK, so the, the one that comes to mind, I was like trying to think there's some businessy ones I can put out there. Yeah, this one's very fluffy, Okay, but I think it's it's so relevant. And so to everyone who's an entrepreneur, just anyone in anyone's life. So the book is called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Hmm. It's by Kamal Ravikant. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of it?
0: I've, I've I know the name. I'm not familiar with the book.
1: Oh, my God. It's like. I feel like everyone should own it. Okay. Um, so it's about... Uh, Kamal, it's Kamal's story. So he shares his truth. He used to be making a lot of money, like owning a lot of businesses. And then one day, his sort of world came crashing down. Hmm. Just like a bunch of things happened. And in that moment, he got depressed. He like, I think... There was a death. Somebody really close. Just a bunch of really horrible things. He was just super depressed in bed, and he decided to make his, a commitment to love himself fiercely. Hmm. And he, it was very scary for him because you know he's known as this like girl, yeah. And so he very vulnerably and rawly, raw, with just honestly shares his story, yeah. and it's it's very powerful. Why did it, why yeah.
0: do you, why did it resonate with you? Like how did that? Why did it make such a big impact in your life?
1: So I was in a season where I think a similar season. I think that's when it resonates with a lot of people just doing a lot, running around a lot, Mm -hmm. like just overwhelmed with a lot of commitments, Mm -hmm. just kind of like lost. And I don't even know how I came across the book, but it was really good. There's a statement he makes and the statement is the truth is to love yourself with the same intensity you would use to pull yourself up as if you were hanging off the cliff with your fingers, as if your life depended on it. Hmm. So, I think for me, what resonated was just being so overcommitted to a bunch of things and not really taking care of myself. And what would life look like? What would I say yes to? What would I say no to if I truly and fiercely love myself? It sounds very fluffy. You have to read the book. Like okay. I, yeah. It's, it'll change your life, regardless of where you are in your life. Um, I think it just made me rethink about my boundaries okay. in terms of what I take on and just what really matters to me. so.
0: And how did that then translate to what you were doing like day to day? How did that affect your business? What what kind of change did you see?
1: It just made me rethink what I said yes and no to. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we're going to make sure to link to this in the show notes for everybody. And I need to add this to my list too. I've got this, this ever-growing, I mentioned this on an earlier episode, I've got this ever-growing list of books to read on my Kindle, but it sounds like one I need to add to my list.
1: Yeah. It'll make you rethink self-care mm. and... Okay. How does the decisions you make about what you take on affect all areas of your life, right? Yeah. So if you're doing everything and why are you doing it, like, and you're running ragged and just, you know, all over the place.
0: This, this phrase or term, if you will, self-care is, is something that, that we hear a lot
1: these days. I know. And I think he does it. Yeah, I know. It's one of... Read his book. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think he does a really good job of going deeply to the heart of it in a very simple manner. I think the book is like, it's not even that long. Okay. Yeah. But it's a good, simple book where at the very end, he said, if you truly, truly loved yourself, if you asked yourself this question with every single choice or decision you have to make, Mm -hmm. like, would you really go through that decision? And to twist it around and think about if this was your best friend or somebody that you... That you cared about, like, what advice would you give them? Ah,
0: that's, I like that. That's perspective. Yeah, that's really, really good. Okay, I
1: think for me, I love so hard on my friends and my family, and I would go to bat for them. But I noticed that I never would do the same with myself. Mm, mm -hmm. So that was the big, like, ah. Yes, uh, like I need to go to bat for myself. Yeah. because no one else is going to go bat for me. So I love yeah. books
0: like that that change, like shift our perspective drastically. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect. Talk to us a little bit about gear because I don't think we talked about this on on the first interview. Uh, yeah, what's yeah. like what's a go to gear item these days or like something that you just obsess over? You really really love.
1: Okay, so first of all, I'm not a gearhead. Okay, <laughs> I do believe that it's the person behind which. Yeah, so it's clarification. I'm a Canon girl, so I love Canon. Okay. My go-to lens now, it used to be the 50 because of the creaminess, the Mm. 51.2. Yes. But now the 35? Really? Because I'm more into story and completing the story, whereas the 50 you can get somebody laughing, but you can't tell the story of what are they laughing at the 35 you can get this is this person and they're laughing at the little kid which just stuck out their tongue and you can complete the story so 35 right now is my baby
0: is it 35 is that a
1: 1-4 1-8 1-4 1-4 okay
0: all right cool mm-hmm. yeah there was we actually did a, a podcast episode a number of episodes ago with a photographer who shot a whole wedding on just the 35 I think that'd be an interesting oh, challenge yeah. because it gives you Enough flexibility that I think you could still do the group shots, but then also, if you need to, you can, of course, step in close for mm-hmm. the portraits, and uh, that would be an interesting challenge. But so, from the 50 to 35, you said you're a Canon girl, always Canon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Canon flashes, like Canon everything?
1: Canon everything. I have been exploring Godox, though. I heard it's, yes. I've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm still, and then I may dabble in Sigma because the Sigma Art 35, crisp. Yeah. So, we've
0: yeah. we've had some rave reviews on the podcast for, for those Sigma art lenses. Oh, it seems to be really popular. I've yeah. seen it. In fact,
1: yeah. I was shooting a wedding in Thailand one time and um, one of the guests came up and was like, oh, you have Canon too. And then he showed me, he was like, look at this. And I literally was like, your photos crisper than mine. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, That's awesome. Okay. Well, speaking of photography, though, we, mm-hmm. I have to highlight something, which is really, really exciting. I literally just found out that you were featured on the cover of Aww. Rangefinder magazine, the November 2018 issue. So for those of you listening in, we'll, we'll try to link to this somehow in the show notes too, but um, congrats on that. That's Thank pretty you. huge. And not only that, but like top 30 up and coming photographers, right? I know. So it's talk a little bit about that. Like what was it like when you first got the call or the email and, and what was the conversation like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was an email I got. I remember I was shooting a wedding um we had a little I think we were eating vendor meals or something and I just happened to flip and open it up okay. and yeah it was so emotional cuz I mm. um I got the email and I didn't I didn't believe that it was it really had happened so mm. I think my team was with me and I literally screamed first of all I was like oh my god I got it <laughs> and then I was like <laughs> the meaning of what it was hit yeah. me and then I started crying And then my assistant was like, oh, my God, something's wrong. And then I told, like, the second shooter that I was working with, John, who's my go-to second shooter. So awesome. And he was like, no, 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 it's not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Like, something really great happened. And then I was like, no, no, no. I think they made a mistake. I think they probably sent an email out to a whole bunch of people, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, made a mistake. You know, it just... Never in a million years. If you know a little bit of my story, and I'm not going to go through all of it because you have episode 31 to dig into it, but I was born in Uganda, moved to Birmingham, Alabama. It was a little bit of a culture shock. I never really saw people like myself celebrated and in turn to assimilate and sort of fit in with everyone I became quote unquote maybe more Caucasian I hid the part of myself that was Ugandan so a lot of people didn't really see or know that part um, until much much later so it was it just became my identity Mm. to sort of hide the heritage part of myself so anyway fast forward to now I have A business, wedding photography, marriage proposals, where I specialize in helping multicultural couples celebrate their love in a modern way.
0: Which, again, I have to give you major props for the way that you're able to communicate that. Like, It's so succinct and straightforward. It clearly communicates what it's about, but it doesn't take you a whole paragraph or two to to actually communicate the idea. And you're an anomaly, seriously, but most photographers can't communicate where they stand that distinctly and that specifically and that clearly. I mean, the the, the Mm -hmm. clarity in which or with which you're communicating is, mm-hmm. is so so important but please continue no no no, no.
1: <laughs> thank you for thank you for saying that yeah, yeah. so it was a hard journey because i mean that's a fair yeah. it's a niche that's like i came out i did it some people were like mm, i don't know how long this business is gonna last that sounds really why would you do that that doesn't sound inclusive but it's something that again was so grounded in who I am in my experience cause, because for so long I didn't celebrate myself. I didn't see myself celebrated in media mm. in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, lots of intense racial you know, perspectives and feelings. People yeah. saying things, doing things and so I sort of Lived a life where I really wanted to make people comfortable, and that meant acting more Caucasian, and people were comfortable. So that was my identity. So to switch around and now celebrate these couples who I found out so many other people do this—they repress who they are right. to fit in and to assimilate. Right. Um, so back to the rangefinder thing. So the realization that I. It just so first of all I also, yeah, I got the cover. I got the
0: cover. It's huge. I mean that's a really big deal. We're talking <laughs> know, about like right? one of but the leading like, magazines in our industry yeah, and you got the cover.
1: Yeah, and it's like there's a Yoruba Nigerian wedding that yeah. I shot like yes. and to get the, it's funny to get that shot like you see the shot and you're like oh, okay that's pretty but it was like if you know Yoruba weddings it's like you have family and friends and, like, you got to jump in to get that shot. And I remember that shot was challenging. And then you have amateur photographers all, like, vying for a spot. And I literally looked at the situation and I like things to be nice and clean. And I jumped behind the parents and I remember, like, there's cousins and family behind, like, Grr! I was like, let me just get this shot. So I know it matters. <laughs> and to see it on the cover, but also to see a person of color. I don't mm. think they've ever had a person of color on the front, you know. Really? Yeah, and I yeah, and I, I need to check with the rangefinder. I may be the Yeah, that it just just to be celebrated and recognized for being who I am Yeah, yeah. because for so long I I wasn't who I was and I was mm-hmm. trying to, you know, so that so many levels, like there's that part. And then there's just sort of like a that woman of color on the front cover yeah. shot by a woman of color. What?
0: Huge. Oh, to say oh the God. least. Yeah. Well, but, but it's a beautiful oh thing, though, God. to not only be acknowledged, your story to be acknowledged yeah. indirectly through that. Your story, of course, is what led to the brand that you've created. Your brand is now represented. You're given acknowledgement in that realm as well. I mean, it's it's a huge thing all around. So I have I know, to... It,
1: like it's- <laughs> um, so I'm so grateful to Jacqueline, Tobin, and the Rangefinder team because I told them, I was like, I don't think... <laughs> it's so big. It's <laughs> just like... It just means so much like on so many levels Mm -hmm. like one of my goals has always been to inspire other people and if it means that some little girl or some little boy um can see that and can be inspired to know that i can do that too that's like yeah yeah i'm so honored It's, it's so it's big yeah
0: that's beautiful Thank you for thank you for being willing to share and be so transparent too, and and truly congratulations to you. It's it's a thank it's you. a beautiful beautiful yeah. thing. Well, I, I I hate to like even kind of break away from that because there's so much there too, and and honestly, like there's so much room. We I talked about the fact that episode thirty one, we we talked a little bit about your story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so much there, and maybe we can do another episode at some point because I'd love to dig more into your brand and share with our listeners what's at the heart of that. Mm-hmm. Um there's it's it's such a loaded conversation and and I, I hate know, to right? kind of skirt over that right <laughs> go now. Go ahead, let's go. Let's like, go. What's next? But we're, but the the irony, the funny irony is that we also have a very loaded topic to get into mm-hmm. here in, in a second and and so well let's just kind of go there because Okay. There is a there is a well, first of all there's a word that's thrown around a lot these days called passion. Right? Yeah. We hear this word passion a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody wants to do what they're passionate, what passionate. and about. And, and of course, when you first start your photography business, you have a, an innate passion and you're just like you're driven and you're working like crazy mm-hmm. and you're excited about everything and you're nervous about everything. And then kind of long story short, fast forward a year or two or three years or five years or 10 years, whatever it might be, things start to feel a little bit mundane mm-hmm. and same old, same old. And you, mm-hmm. you don't find that that so-called passion or the inspiration uh, to borrow a couple of cliche terms. And so, we have to we have to f- dig down a little bit deeper and find a motivation that's that enables us to continue to push forward. Yeah, and that's a tough thing to do. What's your experience been with this? Because you've been shooting for a little while. Do you do you mm-hmm. find that you have ups and downs? Like some days where you get up and you're going to shoot and you're just totally stoked, and then other days you're like, uh, I want to go back to bed. I mean, it, it, is it that kind of a, a roller coaster experience? Do you tend to, to have a more consistent existence as a photographer? Exactly. Because I I know I'm an emotional person. (laughs) And so I'm like, I can be like this at times. It's something I have to work on. So like, what's your experience?
1: No, that's a great question. So yes, I'm human and I wake up (laughs) like there are days I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I poked that. I'm so tired. (laughs) Or, you know, whatever. When we've talked,
0: you're like, I've got six shoots this weekend or eight shoots this weekend or something crazy. I mean, you were busy, busy, busy too. So how do you how do you manage that? And what and what has that actual feeling been of feeling excitement, uh, or the experience been of feeling excitement mm-hmm. at one point, and then just being just kind of dreading having to get up and go to, go to work at another? How do you how do you so manage that? So I would that?
1: say ah oh, here's the thing. There's definitely like the physicality of like oh, I don't really want to do this or whatever. Sure. But then like I'm lucky that I found my quote unquote why yeah. very early in my business. I do this because I really, I love multicultural. Like I, I love it. I love celebrating. What For like, those of
0: you listening and she's literally <laughs> pounding on the table in case you can't hear that.
1: <laughs> like, I love it. You have no idea. Like,
0: yeah.
1: um, and I also shoot marriage proposals and sometimes they are, you know, super late at night, like 11 midnight. Sometimes they're super early And And when you say you
0: shoot proposals, like you've told me before, you'll have, you'll shoot multiple proposals in a weekend. I I never had the opportunity to even shoot one. So I'm I'm a little bit jealous, but that's just a lot to keep up with. Like you got to have your timing down just so. And
1: yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, And I don't do it all. I have an amazing, incredible team Mm. that helps me make things happen. So first of all, props to them. But I would say... In those moments when I'm tired or I'm like, oh, I want to do this. I'm reminded. Like, I get there and I'm like, somebody's about to, like, you know what I mean? Like, I I love what I do. I love it. Like, I get there. I'm reminded of what their story is. Mm. I'm reminded of why I do what I do, which is to help couples celebrate their story, their multicultural heritage. And that just fuels me. And I will go and go and go. Sometimes... A couple's like, our session is done. And I'm like, but we could do, do this. And they're like, what? It's five hours now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like yeah. it literally lights me up. Which, back, to the, sto- back to, the, to the book recommendation, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends mm. on It. It fires me up so much that I can take on too many commitments because somebody comes and they're like, I'm... Jamaican, Chinese, Jewish, da da da, da And I want you, you, you get me. And I'm like, okay, I have five shoots, but oh my gosh. And they're like, oh, no one ever celebrated me. I never saw myself. And you get me. And I'm like, how can I not do this? You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so.
0: Give, give us some perspective. You've been shooting for how many years now?
1: I started out freelance. I started out in corporate America. You yeah. know, you do the, the corporate thing. And sure. then you. I've been shooting all my life. I used to take my dad's camera, but But professionally professionally owning business for four and a half years. Four and a half years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So
0: like you have the excitement level of somebody who's just getting ready to start their business, which I think is a really great (laughs) segue really into what we're going to talk about, which is the thing that you, you alluded to earlier, finding your why. So at the end of the day, beliefs are what drive us, right? Beliefs mm-hmm. which lead to emotion, which lead to behavior. This is a, a fascinating set of principles that I've I personally learned from Tony Robbins, but I've experienced personally. I, yeah, I see it in mm-hmm. at everyone around us, really. It's a fascinating psychological, or set of psychological principles. But those beliefs are ultimately motivations,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: If, if the belief is strong enough, it drives emotion, which drives behavior.
1: Mm-hmm. When the going gets tough, when you don't want to do something, you're reminded of, yeah.
0: But the beliefs have to be strong enough, right, in order to to push us out of bed, literally or figuratively. Yeah, yeah. And so we have to come up with, it's got to be more than I just want to be a photographer.
1: Or I want to make money. Or (laughs) Or, I want to be an artist. Yeah. You know, any number of of
0: phrases or sentences that we've heard in the photo industry Mm -hmm. before. It's got to go deeper than that Mm -hmm. if we're going to show up consistently. Mm -hmm. Consistency is the thing. That's the Mm -hmm. thing I know that one of the things that I struggle with. Consistency is is only going to happen if you have a deeper motivation. And so I want to talk a little bit. I'm curious to get your take mm-hmm. on how our listeners can effectively establish their why. What what kind of mm-hmm. questions should they be asking themselves to be able to figure out what this deeper why, something that I sometimes refer to as a big picture view, mm-hmm. kind of the driving factors that are pushing mm-hmm. them through mm-hmm. those feelings of, of um what is, what's the word? Um, like a a, la- a sense of lackluster. Um, sense of
1: purpose. Like you can just be, right? Is that what you mean?
0: Well, a lack of purpose, I yeah, guess, really, yeah, right? Is, is yeah. what drives that, that um, I'm not, the, the right word's not coming to mind, but just yeah. kind of that, I, I'm, I I'm picturing the, the meh emoji, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I just don't really care right now, but I have to go do the shoot anyway. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so talk to us a little bit about that. What, what are the, well, first of all, I know that you mentioned to me before we even started recording Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the impact that he had on you. And then let's dig dig into some of those questions that our listeners should be asking themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Simon Sinek has a TED Talk called Start With Why. Yeah, yeah. And I think I discovered that probably around the time I was working on my... So just a a little bit of a background. So I do have a marketing background. So I, I definitely know how to together a value proposition. So that definitely helped the framework. When I was coming up with what I stand for, I found Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Mm. And he talks about how, why does and specifically, he mentions Apple. I know people always be like Apple. right? It's a little bit of a pet peeve, but <laughs> I, I know how, I, like I'm like, there's so much. and But he really talks about why they're able to charge what they're charging. And he's like, anyone can create what they do. Anyone mm. can create, mm-hmm. you know, an iPod, mm-hmm. You know, earphones, um, computers—like anyone can do that. But why are they able to do that, and why are people so ravingly in love with who they are? And he talks about how they have a strong why for what they do, and so it, it really resonated. And
0: is that kind of what me. kicked off your? Awareness of the significance of this principle to begin with it was was it seeing that video? Or were there other things that, in combination with that video, made you think, okay, you know what, I need to I need to clearly establish? Or was it your background in marketing that that led I think to the video? All, it's this? all three. It was that okay
1: background in marketing. It was okay. Truthfully, uh, Jamie and Todd Reichman—they're in Atlanta now. Yeah, um, I went to one of their workshops because one thing I just kn- knew I was like, I need my business off on a good foot you know good standing and so I went to their workshop I knew I had a marketing background but I needed someone on the outside to sort of help me come up with a value proposition sure and didn't really know you know expect you go in and you're gonna have this structural conversation and we had a hard conversation about who are you what hurts you what like what is your story Mm. and I remember Todd. I'm going to call you out, Todd. Um, they didn't even know my last name. I was still hiding myself, if that makes sense. And sure. Todd found out my last name was Legemwa, And he was like, what is this? And Todd is one of those, like, he's not afraid to be. He's like, let us dive into this. He's like, there is something here. And I was like, no, there's not. Let's, let's keep on moving, you know. And it turned up to this very emotional conversation about, you know, my background and hiding. And gosh, it was like two, three days of like intense... Emotional conversation and hard conversations with—I want to say there were like four or five o- other participants. Wow! And we left with sort of like, okay, that's what you should do. And I was like, same square, you know, like, <laughs> you know. But ironically, Todd was like, but look at all the clients you've already have. They have this. All of them seem to recognize this in you. So they all. T- I, i say coincidentally but he was like there's a reason why they're all multicultural they have this multicultural background and they're Mm. gravitating towards Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. and so it started there with me like being like i don't know and then coming across simon sinek's ted talk and just seeing oh my gosh this really this matters it's important to to have something that grounds me into why i'm doing what i'm doing and yeah so
0: so from that point then, um, and, and we're going to kind of get into some of these questions mm-hmm. that our listeners should be asking, but did you begin to develop, like, as you realize the significance of what you brought to the picture as a photographer and how that led to you connecting with these clients, you're putting that together with the principles that you learned in marketing, this video... Did you begin to just kind of, I don't know, kind of solidify the concepts, the principles that meant the most to you when it came to establishing purpose? Yeah. So
1: the one question and I just found I just discovered this quote, which I was like, I have a bunch of questions on how to and I'll go into that a little bit. But the one question that I think everyone should think about in their lives, it's a quote by Glennon Doyle Melton. Okay. And the quote is, what breaks your heart, that's who you're meant to serve. So there's, for everyone, there's something which causes frustration or pain or angst. Mm -hmm. And whatever that is, you need to go deep on that. Like, you need to be with somebody and just go super, super deep. Mm. And once you figure out what that is, you marry it together with... You know, you think about your ideal client, whoever it is, wherever they are, and you think about what problems they are, and you try to marry together that thing which makes your heart ache with what somebody's struggling with.
0: Yeah, that's really a powerful way to look at it. I I don't think I've ever heard it presented that way before. That's interesting.
1: Oh, Yeah.
0: you're just like i just pulled that out of thin air no no no.
1: <laughs> no, it's something i've thought about a lot but it also comes a little bit with a marketing background but sure you i'm sure everyone's heard identify your ideal client think about who you right. want to serve so you can think about that you can think about ask yourself what are you really good at doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: what are your strengths what lights you up
0: about about strengths, yeah. do you think that we are good at identifying our own strengths, or do you think that we need to really get outside feedback oh, on? that's
1: that? a great question yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes to both
1: no no, no, that's a great question. I was yeah, okay, okay because I don't think we're good at identifying our own strengths, okay, so at least when I was still in marketing, I think I was working for Pfizer. There are all kinds of these like, strengths finder tests, are right. all kinds of tests yeah. out there, yeah. and one component I think is part of our yearly evaluation is to ask other people like
0: mm.
1: who what do you see about me and what do people consistently come to you for yeah. like
0: the funny th- thing about the finders test is it's still there's inherently some t- kind of bias built in right because we can answer the questions the way that we want to
1: but you add on talking to people you yeah. put together a bunch of people who know you really well yeah. and you ask them like what do you see in me what do you see you know making me light up yeah. like What? Yeah, people are. Yeah, people who know you will be really honest. And what do people keep coming to you over and over and over for? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, like oh my God, this person. If you have a problem with this, you go to this person. Or so and so is really good at baking cakes. That's who you go to for Mm -hmm. that. Or you Mm -hmm. know, yeah, and you sort of, sort of see pattern. Like you literally should write it down, and you will see patterns. You will see. Oh my gosh. Every time I take photos of landscapes, they are incredible. When I take photos of people, people are like, eh, that's okay. <laughs> but the landscape photos, people right. are like, yo, that's incredible. Yeah. And you dig deeper and you keep digging deeper and you dig deeper within yourself and you have to dig deep. Hmm. And it's very painful and uncomfortable and you have to go there. But
0: and you get a set aside ego, right? I mean, to... to consider even getting feedback from the outside you have to set aside ego in order to let those people in and be able to 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 give you that type of feedback i would i would think yeah yeah you have
1: to like you have to let go of so many like you you have to come undone like completely undone like jamie and todd did with me yeah that's really really
0: good okay so ask what you're really good at doing what's another one
1: what lights you up yeah why do people hire you? What are people consistently saying about you? Maybe in your reviews, you look mm. and people are always like, oh, she's very or he's very professional or, man, we love it when you do this and, you know, whatever it is. Um, okay. p- there will be a pattern in that. Yeah. What types of work or things do you enjoy doing or showing? Like, it'll be very like. It's so funny because I have, I work with a couple of different people and there's one person I'm just, I, I can see what she's really amazing at. She can't see it yet. And mm-hmm. I'm like, every time we're at a wedding, you see her just like gravitate to something. And I, like, I see that thing and I'm like, I don't really care about, it. like, you know what I mean? But she's, she will take like a hundred photos. Oh, we don't need <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, oh, that's her thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think she's ready to receive that. Okay. So I'm just waiting for the moment that, You know. But you can see it in every anyone on the outside can see it. You can see somebody and be like, You are this lights you up. This is what you're really good at. Hmm. So yeah, what work types of work do you enjoy showing? What lights you up? What do friends and family say about you consistently, Mm -hmm. like over Mm -hmm. and over? And then so right, you can you can have the thing that lights you up and you're like, Yes, I wanna do this, I wanna take rocks and throw them up in the air. That's my thing. I love it. But is there a market for it, right? right?
0: That's. I mean, as you're talking, that's the thing I'm thinking like, okay, but can we actually make money at it? Because, again, it's one thing to talk about, quote, having a passion for something. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different conversation mm-hmm. to talk about, hey, can we actually establish can we make money? a business, like a legit business? that's <laughs> Support gonna Support yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what, what does that entail? At that point, I mean, you, you found mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. How do you figure out if you can make money doing it?
1: So the next part is okay so you found your thing I would say then you you switch all of that off and you think about who could this serve hmm. Um, whatever that thing. Okay. Throwing rocks in the air. Yeah. I don't know where you're at, that, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Throwing rocks in the air. Right. So maybe you try to find, um, you do a lot of research, a lot of like consumer research or just talk to people. Maybe you find a bunch of rock collectors and you find out what they're, what they're struggling with. You're just going
0: to keep running with that rock thing. Yes.
1: We might as well. <laughs> I'm like, I'll put it out there. It, no, but I, I truly believe in this. Like if you, yeah. if you, throwing rocks in the air or whatever, collecting rocks is your thing. Mm. I, whatever it is, there is a way. Does but as long sense?
0: as it serves somebody, and I love that you highlighted that a second ago because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. that outward focus, I mean, we have to do inward work, no question. Mm-hmm. We have to value ourselves like you were talking about earlier. But at the end of the day, frankly, I've, I've gotten a little bit tired of the, the focus inward on ourselves. You see this kind of reverberate through the photography industry. It's it's constantly about me this, me that, mm-hmm. this entitlement mentality that I think affects not only the quality of our work, mm-hmm. but it also affects the way that we interact with clients. Mm-hmm. And as a result, of course, it affects our brand. Mm-hmm. If we're focused on service, that will translate to the experience that we're creating for our clients. It will create an environment that, in which the clients are that much more... Um, this is re-
1: why your why is important. Yes. Neil relaxed, yeah. right?
0: And, and in tune with you, which means that the images are that much better. But I, I just that outward focus on service. I I love that. I mean, this is something we've become even more, I've become even more passionate about at photographer's Mm -hmm. edit as of late that just whatever we can possibly do to create a better experience. I want to know what that is. You and I have had similar conversations Mm -hmm. even, but I think that outward focus on service is so, so important. So I I, I could go on and on about it, and mm-hmm. I love that you highlight that, but you were going to say something.
1: Yes, I think it's the marriage of both, right? Okay. So you can be focused on service all day long, but if it doesn't light you up, when the when the going gets tough, when you get a client who's not fun to work with, yeah. it's going to be hard for you to follow through all the way. Hmm. So it has to be the marriage of what lights you up with what our clients struggling with or... Does that make sense? So So with a rock climbing example. Sorry, did I catch you up? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So you find a bunch of rock climbers and you sit down, you find people who collect rocks and you're like, tell me about yourself. What do you like about the rocks? What do you like? What do you wish you could have had? Like you just ask them and the goal for you is to try to figure out what do they wish they Mm. had or what do they struggle with Mm -hmm. and you might be like well, I love rocks. I like studying them. I like throwing them up in the air. I think I can solve this problem that these rock collectors are having and that marriage comes together and that clicks. And I think that's where amazingness happens. That's your why.
0: But do you have, so in that again, I love Mm -hmm. that. I love what you're saying here because again, we're talking about how to serve somebody else. We find out what they're struggling with, what, Mm -hmm. what problem we can solve for them. Mm -hmm. And we're there for that. Mm -hmm. That again is an outward focus versus Mm me, me, me. I'm an artist. I'm a photographer. I should be able to do this, this and that. And and it's all Mm -hmm. about me, the photographer It's outward focus. Mm -hmm. How do you simultaneously have art, be able to focus on your art, your Mm -hmm. photography, and also maintain that focus on service? Can you do both? It's your
1: why. Yeah. It's your why. It's asking yourself, what breaks my heart? What, you know, what makes me frustrated? What bothers me a lot? You know what I mean? What do I want to change in the world? That- so
0: and that drives the clients that you want to work with but what about the actual photography itself? I mean a lot of photographers are talking about their their editing style or but their that- look. You're saying this all ties together. Yeah, okay. because
1: whatever breaks your heart is going to be you will see it in somebody's work. You'll mm-hmm. see it in what they photograph, how they photograph. Does okay. that make sense? It'll yeah. it'll show up very clearly to everyone on the outside. Everything that you do, people will be like, you always, you know. It'll drive your creative juices. Yeah. You can clearly, I can always clearly see what somebody's about. If I, yeah, when I spend time, like, I'm always like, oh, that, like, the, that person doesn't know. So I'm just, just, like, waiting for that flower to just... You know yeah
0: that's interesting that's fascinating i think i think a lot of times photographers will they'll get nervous about being able to make an income right they they think they just have to like Uh. shoot as much as possible in order to to pay the bills which is totally understandable i was i was definitely there like at the very beginning and i'm you know a few hundred a few hundred dollars (laughs) for a wedding (laughs) or whatever yeah
1: first year of business full-time oh my goodness there were days i was like oh my gosh
0: so it almost seems like a luxury to be thinking about things like this, but would you consider it a luxury? Can you can you no. start like especially for a photographer who's just getting started, can they simultaneously be worried about paying bills and thinking about their why at the same time? How do they how do they start a, a business and simultaneously Ooh, that's like spend time in this?
1: Big picture question. Yeah, yeah. Um I think it's different for everyone. I wish I could say you know hang on to your why and if you look at sylvester stallone's have you read his story no no oh my god his story is like incredible like oh man you got to read his story it's so incredible like he was poor i I forget he was living in a car with his dog the only thing like he sold everything except for his and i check out his story because i'm totally seeing this off of his biography Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Wikipedia, anywhere. In fact, the whole Rocky series has a big part of his biography incorporated in there. But he has this dog, and I think it's his prize procession. He sells away everything, but he strongly believes, I think, that he wants to make a certain kind of movie and doesn't accept anything else. He's going to be a movie star, and everyone's like, oh, you have this lisp in your mouth, and you're not going to make it, you know. But he strongly believes in that, and he's able to withstand, like just doing things that other people would be like, I maybe will work at corporate to make this work, but, and then he makes it and then everyone's like, Oh my God. So I think you have to, everyone's situation is different. You know, some of us have to take care of families of bills and stuff like that. So maybe we may have to take on a side gig. That doesn't necessarily make it work.
0: reflect. This. Yeah,
1: it doesn't. And I, I won't lie. When I started my business the first time and I decided to focus on this niche The money was not rolling in. Yeah. Yeah. But I believed in it so much mm. in the face of like, it was hard in the beginning, mm. like to hear people say you're not inclusive. Like it just is so hard, like so much doubt in the beginning. Am I doing the right thing? But also feeling like this just lights me up. Um, And I, I had backup plans. I actually every time I would pass by, there's a five guys near where I live. Yeah. I was like, I would see it for hire and I was like, girl, if it doesn't work out, five guys. <laughs> like, I had like ten backup plans yeah. every single time. But the thing is I kept putting out my why and people got like people got it. That's the thing. And I mm. put it out and oh that was Jamie and Todd's recommendation because I was kind of straddling the different worlds. Like I was like, Yeah, I like this. And Todd was like, you need to put it out big, big. He's like, everyone needs to know. So my tagline is, your cultural identity is beautiful. I believe, we believe your cultural identity is beautiful. And that's like front and center on a website of photography. That's like, And he was like, you need to do it. And the images need to reflect that. And you need to go 100% in that. And that was so scary. Mm. But when I did it, I was like, but I'm booking. Like, you know, the first person books, then the second, then the third. And you're like wait a minute, there are other people like this, this is a thing, you know what I mean? And uh, and to go back in the research, I had talked to a whole bunch of, you know, different people of multicultural backgrounds and this story kept coming back. I'm hiding this part of myself. This is, and I was like, there's something here. Like I'm not the only one, you know? So, yeah. So
0: the reality uh, is it's not a luxury. It's something that can actually drive you and even through the very beginning stages where things don't seem to be quite panning out, where the money's not rolling in, as you were saying, it's actually Reed, the thing Sylvester that can drive Stallone, you through yeah. that. Read Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone. Okay, we're going to have to, if there's a Bio. book, we're going to link to that in the show notes. Wikipedia. Just go Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Fair enough. Ten seconds, Google. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you making time to share your thoughts today. And, and you were so vulnerable with us, too. And, and I can't thank you enough for that. But seriously, major congratulations for thank you so the Rangefinder cover yeah. and the notoriety, that, that you the recognition that you've been given through that. And ultimately, your mission has been given through that. Your brand has been given mm-hmm. through that. It's a beautiful thing. Tell thank us where so our much. listeners, or our listeners, where they can find you, social media, your website. Where, where can they find you online?
1: Um, they can find me mostly on Instagram okay. and Instagram. Um, I now have a new handle, Petronella Photography. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh, so glad to own that. Um, <laughs> as well as PetronellaPhotography.com or BYPetronella.com. And my name is spelled P E T R O N E L L A.
0: Beautiful. We'll link, and we'll make sure to link to those, to the, both the account and to your website in the show notes as well. But you were going to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I did start a podcast, which now might be transitioning into more like a multicultural stories of love Instagram account check that out if you're looking for so there's the photography part but if you're looking for deeper insights into the multicultural experience that is called it's currently by Petronella on Instagram but
0: okay we'll link to that in the show notes as well thank you thank Thank you thank you so so much much for making time thanks for having me I appreciate it absolutely